This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, Killer Mike wants to arm Wakanda with guns, the NRA doesn't care about black people, and agency, affirmations, and pronouns. Call people what the fuck they want to be called. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Are you ready? I's ready. All right. I's ready. Let's do this. I's married now. What is that from? <laughs> the color purple. Oh, man. I's married now. That makes me so sad. She was running after like... her dad. She wanted to be valid for him oh. to like acknowledge her because she was married now. and She wasn't yeah. running around being a hoe no more. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That made me real depressed and sad. It's a depressing now. movie. Yeah. That's why I can't believe you've seen it more than once. I've seen it a trillion times. I know. To the point where it's now a comedy in my oh home. Oh, my God. Which is sad because I'm laughing at black women's black pain. Black misery. Which I have learned as an adult. But as a kid, it was like, you told her for the beat. Oh, you my know? God. Speaking of black misery, <laughs> welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay podcast. We, we are two womanist race nerds talking, talking shit over tea. tea. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And, and this, this is Tea, tea with, with Queen, Queen and Jay. Ew. I love doing it. I do too, yo. Yeah, it's healing, it yo. Is. Black women and Al. Yes. I like it. I like, I it. I like it. So, yep. if, if you would like to follow the conversation being had on this podcast. It's a podcast. <laughs> Use the hashtag, hashtag T with QJ, because it's used that on all social media networks. So that is Twitter, Instagram, what's the other thing? Facebook. Yep. Use it on Insta stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Use, that. Use um, it everywhere. Yeah, we like to like pictures, tweets, retweets, mm-hmm. all of that shit that you can do on social media. Mm-hmm. When you follow, when you search hashtags, we do that shit. That's right. Them. That's right. We're also recording at Indie Creative Network studios mm-hmm. in bk be sure to check out icn.dj for new content every hour on the hour is for us by us um black Foo-boo. creators that's right sing that fubu <laughs> black creators podcasters there's articles up there there's videos up there it's all type of good mm-hmm. shit up there if you want to do a, a podcast if you want to book a session whatever it is be sure that you check out icn.dj as a black owned business they also have a patreon mm-hmm. that you can support if you want to give black people your money be sure once again to check out icn.dj they help a lot of black folks like do their thing they're giving out there's there's a grant now yeah they have like grant services grant. go on that website there's all type of shit going Find on some shit. yeah if so. you are a person who creates content yep. go on that website that's right. book you some time that's right so they support us in what we do here and so we want you guys to support them yep totally um just wanted to give you guys a head up this is a spot of tea episode just a spot yes this is our episodes where we just don't do segments free form we freestyle that's right you know, that's what we, we do time for it. helps us to do less edits because right. we are bitches with full-time jobs full-time jobs yes. yo and we give episodes every week how the fuck do, who's I don't ad- know. whose ideas with this i don't know who thought of this why I are we doing a podcast i don't know the fuck i don't sometimes know. i think about just being a regular person Yo, when I think back to before, I I was like, we were doing this work, yeah, and all the like, what the fuck did we do after work? Yeah, I was, I don't know. What was that? What was that about? What do y'all do after work? Yes, what do y'all? Is that when you make your dinner? Like, what do y'all? I don't have time. (laughs) I don't have time. 
Anyway. <sighs> I have designated days. to Like, I cooked food on Sunday, so yeah. maybe they'll last me to Wednesday. Right. Maybe. Right. But good. how do y'all, like, live everyday lives? How do y'all have families? And do- I just, I, you know, yeah. I, I can barely they, raise my cat. I think that's what they do after work. They take care of their families. I guess. Shit. I just do more work. No, I'm talking about the people who podcast and have families. I don't know. Anyway, so there's our flaws. Um, <laughs> let's do let's do some libations. Yes. Do you want to tell us what libations are? Libations are when we pour some for the homies, people, places, and things that give us black joy. Um, kind of like in a hood when you pour some for your homies, you pour a bottle of liquor down in the streets. Or um, like our ancestors did, they called it libation. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. why we call it that. That's so right. that that's is our libations. Yes. I will start. I wanted to give a libation to um, the homie Diamond Styles over at Marsha's Plate Podcast. Marsha's Plate Black Trans Snap Talk. Snap my fingers, yes. yes. Libations. Libations to you. I really enjoyed her podcast. She was with us at South by Southwest when we did our live show, and mm-hmm. she kind of like spent the week with us. Yes. She joined, Diamond Styles joined our- She was part of the Bad Bitch Roundtable. She table. was part of the Bad Bitch Roundtable. She joined our Listen to Black Women panel mm-hmm. that we did there. She was just there for everything, yeah. and it was an amazing time. And it was really interesting to listen to her take on that experience mm-hmm. yes. um, and to hear it from the perspective of a black trans woman yeah. and some of like the things that we were experiencing as cis black women yep. and hearing her take on a lot of that yes. stuff. It was, it was like shit of course that I had never thought about. It was shit that I didn't even know was happening because yes. I live in a black ass bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it was an instance, I guess with a white person saw us and started singing R and B songs. I didn't even oh. know that fucking happened. No, that Where was, was I? you. <laughs> I was there? No, you weren't. You weren't okay, because I'm like, <laughs> I feel like that would have been me, right. a time for me to want to fight no, somebody. No, right. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm like, what when did this violence was, happen? Yeah, what ha- we, we had a whole... That's when me and Akita went to the yes, screening. Yes, you went to the okay. screening. We were coming from um, see, see? the Nod Allah's God, because... Yes, you're right. <laughs> they made sure I wasn't there. There were so many different moments throughout our trip at South by Southwest where one of us wasn't there when some Marcus, transphobic thing yes, was happening. One, one of, of us wasn't, wasn't there when some other violence was happening. It was like a lot like everything worked out everything worked out yes. perfectly we were all there when we needed to be but yeah no the we were goddesses walking. were like not today not today we were walking and it was actually in like a bar across the street and somebody oh somebody was singing a southern white man's version of no diggity I no like doubt yeah when i heard that i was like when is this violence? Like this is violence. They got this violence. Yeah, yeah. We had. Then to... it was an interaction with the the African vendor. I was. Yes. I, oh, you was, missed that. Yeah. Too. I'm just like we. Did I still talk about that here? Um, I don't think we. I'm just talking like right. when we like exchange notes. Yeah. When we like have congregated yeah. to talk about our time together. We all have these little stories that the other person wasn't there for, right, which is right, for the protection right. of that other per mm-hmm. of the person committed the violence right. because. Yeah. Except for in Money's case, Money was ready to set it on anybody. On anyone at any given time. <laughs> She's really, first of all, amazing, but also uh, one of the ways in which Diamond describes her on the podcast yeah. is like she cannot. No. she doesn't hold her facial expression <laughs> you know all. what i'm saying like your face will just you'll just go blank yes and i'll start smiling in my head i'm like okay <laughs> niggas but i'm you know i'm smiling because yeah. that's what i've been trained to do mm-hmm. money be like her whole face be twisted like wait what <laughs> and then she'll look at us but like don't do y'all niggas hear what's happening here <laughs> and i'm i'm old so i'm like yeah i hear it girl but i'm just smiling yeah. through the pain me i don't know how to 
not commit violence. Right, <laughs> so right, right. Kinda, you have to go dead. Have to like go, yeah. Have to go start, into the yeah before it's time to yeah, fight. I yeah. was about to say time to twirl, but that's <laughs> what they say on Marsha's plate. Yes, but I'm not about to appropriate that. But oh, I do, God. I do live for that. But anyway. Real quick, because you did mention the African vendor, the street yes. vendor. We were out South by Southwest, and I saw um, there was a table selling African print, like, garments and bags. And I was like, we're in this really white space. Let me just walk over there yes. and make sure it's a black person doing this. And if not, I got mad questions. Yeah. So I went over there, and it was a black dude um, selling. I'm not going to call them overpriced, but in New York City, because we have such access to, to African it, yes. print, mm-hmm. it is um, the prices tend to be lower. But yes. he was sending stuff for things things that we would never pay in new york i was like yes get your money get your coins mm -hmm. so i said that i said that we had a cute little chuckle and then i was like well we just came over here to make sure there's a black person over here and he's like yeah and i'm actually african and me and money were like yeah well we're actually african too we just like diasporatical you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and then we scrunched our face and walked away we like this was a nice exchange and then you had to get all well violent I screamed that out loud several times. But anyway, please, if you have not already, listen to Marsha's Plate, Black Trans Talk, the podcast. It's an amazing podcast. And the last one that she did um, on South by Southwest, which I think she called it, what did she call it? South by Southwest. White. Yeah, which I thought was hilarious. Uh Um, yeah definitely check that out I really did enjoy listening to that and I enjoy it every week so be sure to check Mm -hmm. it out yeah do you have any libations yes I have libations and my libations is also for another block another podcast okay um so the podcast still processing I don't remember the name of the host because you're listening to Queen and I don't be having fun facts like okay. um, Jay. All right. And I don't really be doing research because okay. it's not about them. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, you are so <laughs> self-centered. I, I just actually, I um, because I'm such a podcast like uh-huh. fanatic, my queue of podcasts mm-hmm. is so insane that them, I just finally okay. downloaded Their them. Their podcasts, I, I jump in and jump out. I don't listen to it every week. Okay. But if I see something that's like, ooh, right. I'll jump in. Right. Like that. right. Um, so that's how I listen to that one so that's mm-hmm. probably why I, I can't remember their names yeah. so they had an episode called the auntie okay and within that episode it was exploring aunties what is auntie um they came to the conclusion that an auntie is a black woman mm-hmm. which we know here but mm-hmm. i don't know they had to go their listeners are not our listeners right, right so they had right, to go right. through the things the requirements of what an auntie was but mm-hmm. my takeaway from that explanatory was that, comma yes uh-huh. we don't do that shit here right. but my takeaway from that and I, which i appreciate it because i know i'm an auntie and jay's an auntie mm-hmm. um is that they said that the difference between aunties as far as media is concerned as far mm-hmm. as black women in media is that the auntie usually has this agency that other black women in media don't have. So like mm-hmm. if you think about the mammy, yeah. if you think about um you think about even if even if the woman is a the black woman in t- on a TV show is a maid, when she has auntie persona, she's like Yes, she works for them, but they listen to everything she says. Right, right, she right. has an attitude. She snaps back. She's mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated them putting that together. Because I always knew I was an auntie, but I didn't know. I didn't have verbiage for it. Right. So the agency that we have in the spaces kind of mm-hmm. gives us that auntie energy. Mm-hmm. And that option to opt in and opt out as far as taking care of people as far as nurturing people because generally mm-hmm. women are just supposed to be nurturers or whatever okay. but as an auntie you can kind of like opt in the kids probably come to you fed already you can send them back and mm-hmm. that's kind of how 
our auntie personality is, even if it's not as direct to children, just like, you know, I don't have time for this. Right. right. <laughs> I'm not doing this right, right. now. Um, and all of those things. So mm-hmm. I like the way that they put that in that kind of like um, checklist of like, this is an auntie. This is an aunt. Mm-hmm. This is an auntie. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I just really, really enjoyed that because it right. was like, yes, you're right. I do got agency. That's yes, funny. I do be opting in and out. Like, I, I ain't doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And in the spaces where, even in my white spaces, I'm still very like, mm, no. You know, like, yeah. there's, um, even though society says that my ranking is probably something that would be lower than a white person mm-hmm. generally in those spaces auntie is kind of like auntie reign supreme yes auntie status is like that's royal status yeah exactly yeah, so, yeah. and yeah. when you think about like people who we um refer to as aunties right so yeah. you have um auntie maxine mm-hmm. sometimes oprah's auntie not, to some not people a, not in my life auntie might be an aunt she might be Oprah's an aunt. Oprah, yeah, she's not auntie. She might be an aunt. She's not auntie. Um, who else is auntie? Um, well, you know, um, Jennifer Lewis. Oh, Jennifer Lewis is auntie, <laughs> auntie. for sure. Um, next level. That's the next level auntie. She right is there. auntie goes. I want those red leather gloves. Yes, yes. Like, no, you're she, right. She is auntie. Um, yeah, we could just stop there. We can't stop that really. <laughs> That's yeah. all. That's all. I can't think of anybody else. No, yeah. they, they, we know there are more, but we said Jennifer Lewis too early, so we're just not going to yeah. do it anymore. Yeah, you can't. No one can follow that. No, we can't. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So libations to still processing, yeah. and we'll put we'll put that episode in the show notes. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool. I like that. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. Um, speaking of libations, we have donation libations, and okay. how can people donate to the podcast? <laughs> So you could donate to the podcast mm-hmm. by why do we say podcast like that? We say podcast like that in honor to uh our old NYC old head homie uh Nori from, yes. from Drink Champs <laughs> and who we think of as a, a problematic cousin. You know what's funny though? My mother what? says podcast. I th- I feel like all older people say oh, podcast like that. My mother okay. does. She'd be like, Oh, you're the podcast. Podcast. But that's podcast. a I feel like that's a that's a New York older, like probably New York East Coast type like, people. Yeah, you know what you're doing. Podcast. 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 Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to mm-hmm, explore that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, donations. Yes. How do we get your money? Tell them. So, go to our website, twithqueenandj.com. We have a donate tab there. Dot mm-hmm. com. <laughs> we ask for donations because it helps us sustain this podcast. It helps with the progression of this podcast. We use the funds to do many things, pay for studio time, throw events. Um, we were able to use some funds to help us go to South by Southwest. We yeah. use these things. You help us progress and when you help a black woman progress mm-hmm, help mm-hmm. help the world progress so give us that fucking money tell them, tell them, <laughs> tell them. so you do that by like i said going to our website tvqueenaj.com hit the donate tab we actually have two options for you to choose because we are option giving bitches yes, um paypal one time thing well not one time but you can any amount you want you drop it in the plate how many times you want so that is PayPal. Then we have another option that is our Patreon. And with Patreon, it's kind of a subscrip- subscription service. We only ask it for $2. $2. So if every listener gives us $2 a month, which is only $24 a year, mm-hmm. we can like sustain the fuck out of yep, this podcast. That's right. So that's all we're asking for. You can give more or you can give less. That is up to you. That is something that comes out of your account monthly. Mm-hmm. And we thank you monthly and we shout everyone out on the show yes we do so speaking of shout outs our donation libations this month go to the homies at faith uncut podcast thank you so much for becoming a patreon we actually are doing 
a podcast conference. Because team unity. Team unity. I know you hate it. I do. I don't Community. Like it. Community. Community. <laughs> right. So we will be at the age of the Digital Griot podcast conference by We the Culture Podcast Collective. And Faith Uncut Podcast is one of those podcasts. That's in Washington, D.C., April 27th through the 28th. And we'll leave the link to where you can get tickets to that and all that shit in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but thank you so much, Faith Uncut, for signing up to our Patreon. We also have Crystal, who broke us off, Dana, Desiree, and Shyla. So thank you so much Shyla for joining. Her, That's up, right. Up there, Pledge. Yes. yes. Thank you so much, Shyla. And then. And then. And then. Because we, we have the best listeners Have the ever. best listeners ever. So we're throwing an event, Pod and Live NYC. We'll talk more about that in a second. But there's a donation option in the ticket area where you can like buy your tickets for that event it's a free event um but we have two listeners so far who made donations so thank you to the homie diamond styles once again from marsh's plate podcast marsh's plate black trans thought i don't know why i want to fucking say black trans thought because because you think you're the producer and you want to rename this show (laughs) (laughs) but no but no (laughs) but no um yes so Diamond Styles, Marsha's Plate, Black Trans Talk. Please make sure you're listening to that podcast. Thank you so much, Diamond, for yes, that donation. We really appreciate that. That's going to go really to help pay for like actual shit that yes. we could not afford to pay for. Thank you. Um, so thank you so much for that. We really appreciate you. And Sequoia, I hope that I'm pronouncing it correctly, but I might not be, but hopefully. Sequoia, thank you so much thank for your you. donation. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you at pod and live nyc do you want to tell the people about pod and live nyc pod and live nyc you see because jay and i are some community ass community this is our second year doing this second annual second annual that means one and two yes jay and i were have this event because we wanted to figure out a way to create community amongst podcasting also can make to create community amongst people of color in podcasting right. because we know every industry in the world they try to push us out of unless it's like basketball or some shit mm-hmm. but you know whatever mm-hmm. um maybe mm-hmm. we should rap they won't pod- no they pushing us out of that shit too yep. but anyway so jay and i wanted to make create community and so we decided to come up with this meetup um to have podcasters come have podcast listeners come to have anyone just interested in podcasts if maybe you want to start a podcast maybe right. um you already have a podcast and you want other people to mm-hmm. talk podcast yeah. with maybe yeah. you want to find places to record there's all of this information mm-hmm. in one place yeah it's really just about getting us all in the room together yeah so it's not it's nothing formal Mm-mm. you come through get a drink if you want to get a drink yeah. talk shit we'll all be there talking shit there will be music yeah it's just a good fucking time for us to take a minute yeah. and acknowledge we are the voices of those that are silenced you know what i'm saying and we're out here creating our own space for ourselves so the podcast that we have joining us officially joining us for pod and live nyc this year are it's us it's um bag ladies podcast brunch and budget podcast carefree black girl podcast the fan bros show he man women haters podcast inner hole uprising queer walk the officially street podcast and the perfect cast yes so we will all be there if you are a podcast who's not official on the bill come through. come through anyway come through tell your listeners they can meet you there bring your listeners it's a community ass event it's for everybody it's all love it's all yeah. good and a lot of the podcasts that were we didn't know about last year who right. just came through they're mm-hmm. actually ones that are being like featured on a Friday yeah. now yeah. so like 
it's not to say that you have to it's not a prerequisite to yeah. be like featured but we created community we didn't even hear right. of some of these other podcasts right. um so that helps you know yeah. yeah so come through we'll leave the link to rs it's a free event free with rsvp yep. we'll leave the link to rsvp in our show notes it's also on all of our show our social media yep so you can rsvp there and we look forward to seeing you all there i'm gonna tell y'all now it's a celebration Mm-hmm. bitches it's a motherfucking celebration it's fun also yeah. rsvp quickly because we yeah. just put the link up a few days ago yeah um which is a few days later because mm-hmm. we, we released this on tuesday mm-hmm. and motherfuckers is reserving yeah. their spots yeah they are so we want everybody who wants to be there we want to see you in the building so mm-hmm. please make sure that you rsvp quickly so are we are you ready to get into this i'm ready show? to get into it Okay, cool. Let's get into the show. So, Jay. You. <laughs> Wait, I want to hear this story. I'm going to ask after. What? You told me about, I saw a tweet about an experience you had at work. You said you're at work. Oh, then, I was looking at tweets actually for Pilot Live NYC and uh-huh. I just got excited that somebody was coming and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then like, and I was like, it was all quiet. <laughs> I was like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. I tweeted I'm that. Sorry. I was like, I'm yeah. going to ask her about this I when did. I see her today in the studio. It's so innate, like, just to do that. It was like, <laughs> just a thing. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I was like, legit, just like walking in the office and, and scrolling through my tweets. And luckily, my sister threw it back. So thank you, Jasmine, for throwing me my yurt back on the tweet. She saw me tweet about it. She was like, yeah, that's weird. But yeah, yeah, I got you. this for you. Community. 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 I needed that yurt, yo. <laughs> I needed it back. So thank you, Jasmine. Oh, God. So you. now that we got that yurt out the way. Yes, we did. What kind of tea are you drinking? Um, I'm actually not drinking tea today because work was rotten. So I've been drinking chamomile tea for like the past 24 hours uh-huh. trying to calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. And then right before I came here, I wanted to pep up my step. So I'm high on caffeine if you couldn't already tell oh, i gosh. am juiced so that's it so i'm just drinking water okay. now trying to level myself All out right. you know i am also not drinking tea because for some reason today i know it's still winter i've just been really like hot today okay. um well not all day but like my commute after work to here i just was hot mm-hmm. and now i'm still in the studio and i'm hot so i'm just drinking water all right to bring my oh my god i'm still down. wearing my bra when you said you were hot oh, I my was bra like, is off yeah. we record with no bras nah. just a heads up listeners oh my god my <laughs> bra i actually took my bra off at work today oh, i do man. that when it's like too much yeah for some reason my bra feels tighter yeah and I take- i'm trapped in a button down right oh. now and i'm either have to get naked oh to remove my bra oh mine is here but i yeah i loosened it at work yeah, no. I, 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 no time i could have taken my i was so i had so much anxiety today i didn't even remember it like i noticed that when i have anxiety i have to take my bra yeah to the point where this a, a guy i know he knows when i'm annoyed he's mm-hmm. like you take your bra off and i'm like shut the fuck up but <laughs> i have to <laughs> Shut up, man. That's hilarious. Stop knowing my business. All but right. I have to take my bra off. It gets to be too much. Oh, it does, yo. Yeah. For colored girls. <laughs> uh, who have to take off their bra. Who have to bras. take their bra off when the world is too much. <laughs> so anyway, this is normally when we do affirmations. Yes. If you are a throwback listener, you know this is normally when we do pronouns. Yes. And affirmations. Um, that has evolved over time. And we actually got two letters about our use of pronouns yep. and about our use of affirmations. Mm-hmm. And I want to read the letters. Yes. So subject of the letter. Cis people in pronouns. 
Yes, again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank it's you for that. We've talked about it before, yeah, but so it's all times. good. It is what it's it is. All good. Yeah, let's do it. And you kind of soften the blow with the yes again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. we'll take the blow too. It's all good. Um, depends on what kind of blow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we got this right. already. So this so, is it. Okay. <laughs> hey, Queen and Jay. First off, let me just say y'all do a damn podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Every episode, I be in my room hooting, hollering, snapping, and clapping. In short, you give me life. I know the pronoun. I know the pronoun discussion mostly happened back in December, and I think you handled it quite well. However, I still have one question: Why did y'all remove your pronouns from the intro completely, as opposed to just separating pronouns and affirmations? I ask because I recently came out as non-binary and full offense. Cis people are fucking atrocious, even when asked to do the bare minimum. I want to say, no offense taken. We own that. I have met us. At least once a week, I, I introduce myself with they, them pronouns, but I get told I don't look non-binary, so I can't have my gender identity validated in this most simple of ways. I appreciate when cis people introduce themselves with their pronouns as it signals that gender cannot be assumed from appearance and by extensions, neither can pronouns. I guess I'm asking you and your cis listeners to please remember that no one's gender is obvious, not even cis people's, and to say your pronouns when you introduce yourself. Thanks for reading this. Bronx up. And they put the... Um, the X, and then they put Wakanda forever, and they and put the, the X, X again. Because the Bronx is Wakanda. Yes. Yep. It is. That's why, I don't know, gentrification is trying to happen. Okay. So anyway. Didi. I didn't say their name. Thank Didi. you. I was sad. Thank <laughs> you, Didi. Didi. Thank, Thank you, Didi. We appreciate you. Just a, So just a quick backstory. When we started out this podcast, we, well, not when we started out, at some point along the way, we started offering our pronouns. Yes. And so we would affirm our gender pronouns, but then also we would add... Um, I would affirm that my pronouns are she, her, and that I'm not a lady. And sometimes I would switch it up, but usually yeah. that I'm not a lady. And Queen would affirm that she is she, her, and a bad, bad bitch, bitch or was, a mermaid or whatever. Mermaid. Right, right, right. Janet Jackson's nipple. Yes. And like we said before, it was lovingly brought to our attention that it's not cool to play with the pronoun. And we didn't want it to appear that we were playing with pronouns or appropriating them. So we changed those to affirmations. Mm-hmm. And because we are both... We are both cisgender and we identify as the sex that we were assigned at birth. Yeah. We didn't. We and just, we also identify with the gender that we present. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it was easy, I'll say, for us to stop using pronouns mm-hmm. here. And we kind of affirm our pronouns. Maybe I assume that we do, but maybe not throughout the show. Yeah. Um, but also in terms of like technical shit and like the flow of the show it it to us it was like oh we'll just we'll just do affirmations and call it a day yeah but this to me this is not a big deal we can say pronouns and we can say affirmations word good yep all right cool mm. so what are your pronouns my pronouns are she her my pronouns are also she her that's oh, cool that's cool i'm ready to do affirmation you know what let's do affirmations and then, and we'll then we read get this to the next next letter, letter. Okay. yeah so what are your affirmations this i week? affirm that i am a bad bitch mm-hmm. i affirm that i am enough and I am I affirm that I okay. So listeners, I had a breakdown in Target. <laughs> I'm shaking my head the other day. Mm-hmm. So just explain the story. I'm in Target. I plan to. There's a mall in Brooklyn now that has a Trader Joe's and a Target. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I could like get some groceries and get this thing I need from Target. I looked online to make sure the thing I needed was at Target. 
I figure that me taking a Lyft or Uber to my house would be about the same as shipping, so yeah. whatever. Um, and then, I don't know, like, shipping is just sometimes you get it. Sometimes they might take it to the post. You know, it's just always it's some shit. Thing, yeah. And where I live right now, I don't know where the post office is. Right, right. <laughs> I don't know and yet. Nobody has time for I don't know that. where it is yet. You go to one post office, they'd be, be like, like, nah, oh, it's to, you're like this is the one across the street from my house. <laughs> yeah, they'd they're be like, like, nah. Nah, your zip code is, yeah. It's too much. Exactly. Um. So I'm like, okay, those are my plans. So I go to Trader Joe's. I end up buying lots of food because Trader Joe's just does that. So I buy lots more food than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Go to Target. I find the shelving system that I want. <laughs> Pick it up to put it in the cart. This shit is heavy as shit. Of course. But I'm like, okay, so whatever. So I put it in the cart, the bottom of the cart, and then I'm walking. And I realize, wait, this Target is in a mall. It's not like I could just roll this cart out into like a parking lot where I can just have my Uber like right there. And I realize I can't roll the cart outside of the Target because that's just not how it works. This Target is on the second floor. So all of this stuff starts going through my mind. So then I'm like, okay, let me see if they have shipping services. So I asked them and the shipping services within the borough cost more than the shipping services as if I ordered it online. And then because I live in a part of Brooklyn that's really, really far and still hood, it costs even more Mm -hmm. than that. So I would be paying about $25 now. Mm-hmm. So I get annoyed. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I feel like this is a single person tax. Because yeah. if I had someone who could fucking help me, then I wouldn't be paying this extra fucking $25. Mm-hmm. Because this person would probably be here and yeah. we would get this out. So I have like a little breakdown and just start knocking shit off the shelves. That's the funny part of all this. Because I was just so Because I had breakdowns, annoyed. but I, I appreciate how you leaned into your inner white woman of color. <laughs> And you, <laughs> fuck! I was like, so, cause then I was like, okay, that's fine. Can someone bring this to my to the car? Yeah, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. Not a Target, boo boo. So I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why do you have a Target that's on the second floor of a place? Like, mm-hmm. and you like you sell mm-hmm. furniture here. Like, what the fuck? So I get yeah. annoyed. I knock some shit down and whatever. Get my Trader Joe's bags and I leave. I like this. Um, go home. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I didn't explain the whole story to my current. Um, boo. Mm-hmm. So I just told him I got frustrated in Target, and he's like, "Why didn't you call me?" And I was like, "I uh, don't remember that was an option." I was, yeah, <laughs> huh? Yeah, I could do that. So I want to affirm that I can like ask for, ask help. for help. Yeah, um, because that wasn't even an option for me. All mm-hmm. I knew was that I could not do what I needed to be done myself, myself, because yeah. I'm so used to doing things myself, mm-hmm. and I like that I'm so sufficient. But like, I'm just so used to. Being living as a single person, right. even even if I have partners, I even when I have partners, I know that I'm like this also because I'm mm-hmm. just so used to just like people not being able to depend on people, people not following through, people reneging on their shit that I just kind of just do stuff myself. Yeah. So I just wanted to affirm that I can actually like ask for help. Yeah. Because um, how do I know if I can't get help unless I ask? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the moral of the story. All right, I appreciate that, <laughs> and I'm gonna high five this this white lady rage. <laughs> <laughs> you actually knock down things off a shelf so and it's not even white lady angry. rage but it's like that's what i associate with like freedom to uh-huh. actually like do how do what you feel <laughs> i was like this bitch went into target <laughs> and knocked so shit off angry. a shelves. she had a temper tantrum i was yes and when i was telling uh, my best friend about it she was like good and i was like good she was mm-hmm. like no adults are not allowed to like 
yeah. have tantrums especially like, black adults white yeah. women have tantrums all, all the, time. the time white men they have tantrums all, all the, the time. time yo one of my bosses used to fucking throw computers and and like a mouse and ra- go into full rage and i'm like if that was a black dude they would take that nigga out in handcuffs, and handcuffs. it'd be white girls here crying yes. on the floor yeah. okay please so you yeah. lean into that white girl rage i'm glad nothing happened to I'm you you knocked that shit down you know what i'm saying let yeah. them comp the damages like I'm here for yeah, it. I'm I just, here for it. it. Just... So I appreciate that and I appreciate your affirmation. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I would like to affirm once again, as I do every episode, that I'm not a lady. Please don't call me a lady. Please don't call me ladies. That's not my thing. That's not my bag. I actually explained um why I do and don't do that. I think it was last week's episode. Yes. We read a letter mm-hmm. and we talked about that. So you're welcome to listen back to episode one forty six and I kinda talk about how I feel like that word was used in my oppression as a woman and I don't fuck with the system that supports like that language. Yeah. But we got an interesting letter and I'm gonna leave it anonymous because so I So that's just your affirmation. You don't Yeah, that's fucking it. Okay. That's it. <laughs> right. Oh, and I am enough. Okay. I like I that like, one too. Okay, cool. Yeah, because you to affirm something. Thank you. That was it. Thank you. Yes, I am enough. <laughs> okay, and yes. I am enough. Great. But yeah, I'm gonna leave it anonymous because I don't feel like this person meant malice, but it did make me feel a certain type of way. So I don't want to. I'm probably gonna read it with the inflections of like my feelings, mm-hmm. and I don't. I don't want to associate like this actual person's name with the way that I felt about yes, their letter exactly. when I know that I. I know when I. I believe. I hope. And I think they said they were coming from like a pure place, but it rubbed me funny and I didn't like that shit. But anyway. It rubbed me funny too. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't I don't feel like they meant any harm. I just of don't like not. it. It's lots of times that things are yeah, rubbed yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. In that Right, like that. right, right. Um, so this person says, hey, you two, I've been listening to you guys for a few months now and I have been trying to understand the affirmations. I thought I kind of got it, but then I turned in, I tuned into the most recent episode. You guys were listing your affirmations and Jay, you said, not only are you not a lady, you also said that you don't like to be called a girl. That's fine with me. But then you said you were at, then you said when you were at South by Southwest and you had great girl time with the other podcasting group. If you are having girl time, does that not make you a girl participating? Is it okay for you to label yourself as a whole ass woman, but to label them as girls? Please don't take it as me coming for you. That that You should have said that a little bit earlier because I was already done with this at this sentence. But anyway, I'm just saying. I, when I, I was reading this, I felt like saying girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like girl. 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 <laughs> Um, because we're aunties and a relationship is different, but I'll, I'll digress. Let Mm -hmm. me finish this. Um, is it okay? Yeah, I said that. Please don't take it as me coming. I'm just saying, I'm just saying I confused. I'm confused about how I would be wrong in addressing you or anyone who has the same affirmations as a girl in greeting you for the day. Just saying, Hey girls to a group of women. If when you were in a group of women, you labeled it girl time yourself. Please help me not be offensive in this transformational era we are in. All right. So first off, I do want to fight you. Let's start there. Our question, because I don't remember, was is this person, do they seem to be identifying as a woman or a man? They have a traditional, their name is uh, traditionally a woman's name okay. in the U.S., but I don't know how they identify. Yeah. Um. Okay. So when I say I don't like to be called a girl, generally I'm speaking of, so I work in an office 
And as an assist, I work as an assistant. And as an assistant, oftentimes people will address uh, women of, women that are in service positions, right? As mm-hmm. an assistant, if you are a server at a restaurant, if you are a nanny or a babysitter, or think pe- women who are in service positions, especially women of color, mm-hmm. there are people who think it's okay to say, "Hey, girls, girls, can you? Hey, girls, can, if you're in a group or whatever." Oh, the girl that works at such and such or Mm -hmm. hey, that kind of girls thing. And so when I'm working in an office and somebody from another floor is talking to me and my fellow assistant person um, and says, hey, girls, can you do this, that or whatever? I'm not a girl and we don't have the familial relationship. Um, It's out of context for you to be calling me a girl. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I associate, I can't separate that from our history when adult grown-ass black women and grown-ass black Black men men were referred to as boy and and girl. girl. So that's what I say when I say I'm not a girl. So um, I actually had this conversation over just email. Somebody was just casually emailing and said, hey, girls, da-da-da-da. And they were using that to avoid saying, hey, guys, which I know people also don't like that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me, but I know that people don't like that gendering kind Mm -hmm. of. And so I appreciated the effort, but I had to say, oh, you know, thanks so much. We're not girls, yada, 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 you know, because it's just something that people don't think about. So there's that context. But then there's the context of sister girl, home girl, girlfriend, girl time, yeah. that type of shit. So when I'm hanging out with my girls, which has a, which which has a different connotation. And if you're somebody who acknowledges that language can be used in different ways, if you acknowledge the nigger versus nigga. One word could mean nigga, different things. Right. Absolutely. Even in regular ass English. Yes. One word could have, have different several meanings. different meanings. Um, so if you acknowledge that, then I would hope that you could see how I'm talking about my girls, my home girls or whatever. Right. So that's, that to me is on a very, you know, here's an explanation for you kind of thing. But in addition to that, there are trans people who have told me to refer to them a certain way. Yeah. And then I've heard them identify themselves as something something else else. casual in conversation. You see that amongst race. You see that amongst gender. And that's their motherfucking business. You see that amongst sexual orientation. Right. That's their business. Yes. So what makes it wrong for you to address me as a girl or to address me as a lady is that I've asked you not Not to do that. That's what makes it wrong. What I choose to do with my homegirls is a different story. And I I, I would appreciate appreciate if you would acknowledge that duality now that I'm explaining it and I and I'm, I'm I believe that you did not come from a place of malice though I didn't appreciate the tone really I guess this is the, this is what I didn't appreciate I feel like there's this culture and, and a part of just kind of like that stubborn like well this is how your mama named you clay I'm gonna call you clay yeah. kind of thing mm-hmm. when I'm telling you I'm affirming to you who I am I don't there are people who call me when when that person sent me an email and was like hey girls da, 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 I didn't think that was any harm intended by yeah. that you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but it was just to affirm my position in the world I don't you know this is not something I like why don't you try this kind of thing yeah it's not about the intent I just it don't like it makes me want to kind of circle back to uh, affirm right you said you didn't understand affirmation, so I mm-hmm. guess this is a part of that. But yeah. if she is affirming that I am not a lady and don't call me girl, mm-hmm. that is the standard she is setting for herself. Right. Now, if she's calling people girls, she has obviously made it clear with those group of women, mm-hmm. which I'm a part of yes. because I was a part of the girl talk, yes. that we are her we girls. Right. Like, it's, it's different. Right. Right. So right. Me, someone, like you said earlier, stating what you need, should address me as, mm-hmm. 
um that's just is what it yes. is like yes. all of us have names that only our family members call us and mm-hmm. you're like no you can't call me like we all do that right. regardless of right. what these words are right. and what they mean or whatever it's just the same thing we do with nigger or mm-hmm. nigger mm-hmm. or bitches and people have different my, feelings these about are my that bitches right. and everyone has different feelings yes. about that me i'm not a woman who don't call me a bitch mm-hmm. but if you be like my like those are my bitches mm-hmm. i'm gonna be like yeah right. i am so you know right. like I don't, I don't say nigga. Mm-hmm. I don't say that. But mm-hmm. I know when other people are saying nigga, right. I know what it means versus nigger. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I d- it's I the just, same yeah. thing. Yeah. For, For me, I feel like they was picking at you. Like, like you can't. Yeah. Like, yeah. Com- like come on. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. unless the only way that I would say that maybe they don't understand is if it was a white person right because they don't use girl mm-hmm. the way we use girl like when i say right. girl i'm thinking you are like mm-hmm. girl so mm-hmm. that was the only way that I can be like maybe if this is a valid question maybe this is a person who is not a black um woman right right because you know girl mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. girl yeah <laughs> unless unless you're a black person who rejects that we have our own language yes you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge that you didn't mean any malice by it, but I, I did not fucking like it, and I feel like the root of what I didn't like is that I feel like we should respect the way in which people want to be addressed. affirmed and addressed, and I don't think that it costs us anything to do that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the piece of it that I didn't like is that well, if you say this about yourself, then it should it shouldn't be wrong for me to say this. Help, yeah, because it's help me through this. It made me no, think. I'm, it made me think of white people in the word nigga. When yeah. I read that, that's what I yeah. saw because it was like, yeah. you know, don't if you white, right. you don't say nigga to a black person. Mm-hmm. You just know unless mm-hmm. maybe that day you decided you didn't want your teeth no more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But black people saying nigga to each other and i'm a person who don't use that word but mm-hmm. black people saying nigga to each other is something completely different and we know that so it's not, it remind me of that conversation though you say it mm-hmm. so why can't and it's just like no respect people's standards for how you treat them and how yeah. you address them and how they want to be addressed mm-hmm. versus whatever you think socially you right could fucking do right 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 right, right right so that's how i took it yeah it's just like what yeah we're cool it's no beef i know it's a lot of people who feel that way like about these like details and if this is what it is and that's what it is and that you can't affirm yourself like we have the freedom to affirm ourselves so like you can do that and you should you're you should like allow yourself the freedom to do that too you know what i'm saying but there's no beef here it did make me feel some kind of way though there's no beef here because we don't eat beef (laughs) this is true (laughs) neither of us so there's never beef. beef So there's never beef. beef. All right. So thank you so much for that letter. I appreciate you. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us and send us more letters, Mm y'all. It's all good in the hood. We appreciate your question. And I'm sure it was somebody else who was wondering that. So good shit. All right. So I wanted to talk about um, just briefly. I wanted to mention and acknowledge and say her name, uh, Linda Brown. She recently passed away. Linda Brown was the Brown um person the brown person the <laughs> last name is brown that makes this conversation a bit uh. challenging but linda brown is the brown of brown versus board of education all right so i'm pulling from uh the washington times and i'll include the link to this article in the show notes but linda brown who was the student in brown versus board of education case she recently passed away she became Linda Brown was the center of the landmark 1954 case Brown versus Board of Education in which the Supreme 
in which the Supreme Court outlawed segregation in public schools as inherently unequal. So she was 76. Um, all this time, I didn't know that this person was still alive. I didn't think anything else of her story. Right. Yeah. So Linda Brown been alive all this time. Yeah. We could have been talking to her. All, yeah you know all, what i'm saying yeah. um and and it just made me think of like all the other different little things i didn't know about her story uh the case the brown case it was first filed in 1951 by her father on behalf of linda who was nine years old at the time and the case was argued by thurgood marshall um before his appointment as the first black member on the supreme court but something that i wanted to mention is that by the time the case like was decided and mm-hmm. segregation was ended she was already a junior in high school so this thing started when she was nine years old mm-hmm. and um she helped to change like the course of history yeah but she didn't reap the benefits of that until she was nearly finished um school grade school yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy yeah so i thought I, that I was think, really interesting I think that's interesting and i think it's also interesting to know the amount of time that happened because when we are presented these stories in school because white supremacy is yeah. teaching us these things it seems like a snapshot like in one month this mm-hmm. thing happened mm-hmm. that was what like damn near a fucking decade right. of like work so yeah. like i think it's important to understand the timing i think that when people need to when people think about changes in government changes revolutionary things mm-hmm. these things take a lot of fucking time and people think that the Mon- montgomery bus cut boycott yes. bus boycott happened was overnight and that was like a fucking year and some change right. of just boycotting a bus mm-hmm. so i think it's great that you added that timeline and how long that is because yeah. I, I think it's important for us to see that engage that because mm-hmm. people just think that we're supposed to like say something one day and a week later it's going to change and yep. that's not how it works so something else i didn't know is that she brought a second case as an adult against the topeka schools i think that was the original school system um Yes, that the initial Brown versus Board of Education case was against. Mm -hmm. Uh, In 1979, she brought a second case against them, arguing that the district schools still were not desegregated. So by 1993, so that was 79 when she brings up the second case. And then by 1993, the federal courts agreed that they were not desegregated and three new schools were built as a result. So 1979 and nothing happens for 14 years. 14. So 1993. So this is like, this was an ongoing fight for Linda. And I just wanted to make sure that we say her name because really the only thing that I had learned about Brown versus Board of Education is that there was this case that desegregated the schools and that's it. And then you see the, then you hear about the peep, the students who were in certain states that desegregated these schools. But that's about it. I want to add that schools still really aren't desegregated. So we live in New York City and people think New York City is a place of opportunity and diversity Mm -hmm. and everything is here. But we have one of the most segregated school systems in the usa and mm-hmm. the reason why it is made to be like that is because you can only go to schools within your district yeah. so the way that we populate this city is very um it's redlined a lot like there's not a lot of mobility to move to different neighborhoods depending on your class and depending on your race mm-hmm. um, that's something that's systematic so that also goes into school so people are generally going to the schools within the neighborhoods that mm-hmm. they live in you cannot really cross 
um, districts right. and whatever in New York City. Um, so that's people why have been our, arrested for that. Yeah, people I know. As been, a, yeah, people arrested are arrested about the, for that a lot in New for, York for like trying to send your your student like maybe like changing the student's address. Yeah, so they can attend a better school. People have gone to jail. For yeah, I know. That. My yeah. whole school career was fraudulent. Yeah. I never lived anywhere that I went to school. My mm-hmm. mother did not want me going to schools in my neighborhood. Um, statue of limitations is over, so I can say that now. <laughs> but yeah, I never, I, I went to District 2 schools, which is mm-hmm. like one of the best districts in New York City, but that's because my mom used co-worker's address mm-hmm. um, because she wanted her children to have better education. Right. So it's, it's, it's desegregated in the, I don't, wherever, the Constitution or wherever that is placed, but there are other systematic things in place to make segregation happen Mm -hmm. within our education system. So Mm -hmm. there's still, like, mad fucking work to do. Like, desegregation of schools actually has never happened. No. In theory. Hasn't. So, yeah. Just wanted to say that. Some more racial fun facts. Fun facts. (laughs) All right. Did you want to get into some shit that's been going on? Yes. So... In this segment, well, we don't do segments on this, but I just wanted to intro this as Killer Mike is ashy as fuck. Ash. That is what this story is about. <laughs> That's the sound of ash. <laughs> and when you clap your hands together, it's mad ash. <laughs> or like you sit down and just a powder of <laughs> I love powder that. ash just I blows that. up. That's so, ash. Over the weekend, I think it was Friday, I believe, um, Killer Mike did an interview with the N. R.A. Mm-hmm. National Rifle Association mm-hmm. um, because he's pro-gun. And honestly, I am not against guns either, but I would never, ever, 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 as the ever, great, ever. Oh, I wasn't what? doing that oh, one. Sorry, I, I was doing Smokies from Friday. Oh, okay, go ahead. Show sorry. some respect. My bad. Never, ever, 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 ever in my life, ever, side with the NRA, be on NRA TV, and say that i um support them or whatever yeah. um i'm not i am into gun regulations but i'm not into like completely like no guns yeah, that's not same. you know my stance mm-hmm. okay whatever so he goes on in our nra tv wait no i'm not into guns at all sorry go ahead i uh, know at my head i was like i said same in my head i was like because i want because I, I want black people to have guns right now like, in the moment but ultimately i would love it if there were no guns that's kind of i guess that is my position uh-huh. my bad carry on mine could become that but first yeah. <laughs> first let's all get guns. <laughs> that's first right. but first you. i don't trust these motherfuckers yeah. over here um okay so he did a recent interview on nra tv with their recent talking head um this black man who i've never heard of his name is cologne noir I'm, i don't know if that colin? is colin yeah thank you colin noir <laughs> I put I, I put colon in my notes. I love it. I, <laughs> I love put colon it. in my notes. Yes. So whoever this black man is, I've never heard of him. He just appears as this talking head on NRA TV because I guess now they feel the need to have black people in that space, which is crazy because they're hella racist. But um, yeah. So he does his interview with him um, with his support of the NRA. He also has said he supported the NRA on a Tavis Smiley show, like a few months ago also mm-hmm. um, i just find it ridiculous that he killer mike i don't he's just wilding like i just don't understand okay be pro-gun i am not huge i am not 100 percent anti-gun i have yeah. like i said before but why would you side with the nra like they're racist as fuck mm-hmm. um, and they don't give a fuck about black people yeah. and why would you let them use you in that way like we know they don't care about black people because if you think about cases like flanders castile he 
legally had his gun mm-hmm. and was murdered and the NRA didn't come they up. Did that was nothing. a time for you to, t- if, you, if you really nothing. cared about pro-guns and cared about the right to bear arms because mm-hmm. this man rightfully was bearing arms right. and you don't say shit when this man is murdered, mm-hmm. you care about white people guns. Yeah, That's what that is. Mm-hmm. And for you to like, Killer Mike do that is fucking ridiculous. But that's not why I'm like here, here mm-hmm. because he has since apologized yeah. about that. I didn't watch that video. Did you watch that video? I didn't watch it because when, I wasn't surprised that he did it. I wasn't surprised either. You know what I'm saying? I was like, his name's Killer Mike. Oh my goodness. It's not very responsible. You're so silly. <laughs> like, but, um, but also I feel like he likes to align himself with a certain type of like white liberal. And white he's liberal. very much like. He's, mad, he, he's also very respectable. Respectable and like less, we, we got to come together kind of type yeah. shit. Yeah. Which is nothing wrong with coming together, but it's kind of it's weaponized, I think, against certain groups. Mm-hmm. So, like it's weaponized totally. against certain groups. I would say within Black Lives Matter and other um, groups for liberation, um, to to imply that the work that we do is not collaborative yeah. and that we're not trying to come together yeah. or that we don't fuck with white folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and I find him to be very like let's get together and hold hands type shit, which I feel like. That's a part of why he was there. Yeah, it is you know why he was this there. kind and of trusting, what, yeah, it's, trusting it's, of white folks, strange. or feeling like white is right to an extent, or that they're gonna and 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 he was sitting across from a black person, but the NRA. We all know agents of white supremacy. Could yes, be any color. Exactly, and the NRA is notoriously for the rights of white people in their guns. Yes. They don't fuck with us. They don't. There was a man, the man. I don't. I don't remember his name, but the man who was killed in Walmart. Holding a gun yes. that Walmart sells in an open carry state. Yeah, it's just it's so many times when our rights have been our right our right to carry black folks' right to carry guns has have been, been violated, violated, and the NRA hasn't by said government shit. agencies right that's police right. So it's just odd to me that you would do this unless you were it, un, unless it's a it's a it's to me it was white is right they're calling me to do this thing i like to do shocking things i yes. like to shock mm-hmm. there's this element of shocking as being an act of resistance when this doesn't what you're doing it doesn't make any sense. sense so i found like it was tone deaf i feel like he doesn't listen to black folks on the ground or collaborate with At them all. i feel like he collab he works kind of in a silo and when he, he lives is, in a vacuum he lives in a vacuum and when he is talking to black people it's in like a hip-hop setting and because of white supremacy the black people he's talking to are also sitting there like wow what a smart rapper and not challenging, challenging the stuff that he's story. saying you know what i'm saying he's fucking so. dumb he even says in this interview that he has since apologized for but mm-hmm. i don't care right. he even said in the interview like look look okay you don't fuck with black panther no. You don't keep the, keep, keep our Wakanda out your, out your mouth. Out your mouth. If you're not going to say some real shit. So mm-hmm. he says that um in Wakanda they had guns. Like what? <laughs> Actually, bruh, nah. What? He, <laughs> they didn't have they guns. They had like she Okoye s- actually says guns. So primitive. primitive. Because they did not have, they were not fucking with no. guns in Wakanda. The weapons that they had there were, to, like, it was vibranium and shit like yes. that. That's what they used. There was no need for they guns. They had vibranium. They didn't. They weren't fighting. That whole battle, they weren't using guns. guns. What are you talking about? Did you watch the movie? I don't I don't think so. Just once? What kind of loser goes to see Black Panther one Some time? Some people. Look, not everyone could afford to go to the movies That's all the time. That's true. 
All right. Somebody's going to come at you again. But he could afford. You're right, yo. I got dragged last week. Jeez Louise. And y'all was coming for Jay last week. I was like, like, yo. Shit. Dag. All right. So I apologize in advance <laughs> for that, that whole segment, okay? Whatever it was, I'm sorry. All right. I'm just fucking sorry. Look, I'm just a sorry that, bitch. Look, I'm sorry. Killer Mike makes people angry. I get it. Yeah. I get it. So I wanted to kind of lighten up this conversation. Okay. Rodimus Prime. Yes. Who is one of the hosts of the of Black Guy Who Tips. tips yes. yes. They do he, mad podcasts a week. I don't understand. It's was, amazing. What the fuck? Well, that's that's like, that's his main gig is podcasting. And it's fucking dope. I admire that shit. I, turn, I listen to that shit so much. I turn it on at night. Like when I go to bed, I just fall asleep to it. I love it. Listen to the black guy who tips. They do a really good review. Um, they do a lot of reviews, but the one that I listen to regularly is their "This Is Us" mm-hmm. recaps. They're just fucking <laughs> hilarious. They're hilarious. Oh, I, I really, I really do enjoy it. So this, hey is Rod, Rodimus Prime, one of the hosts of Black Guy That mm-hmm. Tips. Oh. He is the black guy that tips. Oh, but it's just him. No, no, he has him. different hosts, and he's also there with his wife. Yeah, no, that's why I said wife, one of the hosts. Whose name I forget. That's the name of the show. And he's one of the hosts. You're right. Sorry. I know I am. I just had to. I don't know. I felt the need to say that he is God, the black guy who tips. I, I'm aware. Not everyone knows the show. Listen, okay? Listen. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right? Okay. So, I want to say that Rodimus Prime is D-bomb at trolling motherfuckers. Oh, he's my favorite. <laughs> On the Twitters. Definitely. It's hilarious. If you don't know, Definitely. then you would really think that this motherfucker is crazy mm-hmm. and thinks these things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So this is his response to Killer Mike and the video. Um, that's mostly his response to Wakanda. But seriously, Killer Mike brings up a great point that many blacks are afraid to discuss. What about the non-existent guns in fictional Wakanda? Oh, man. I mean, there was a lot of Wakandan or Wakanda crime by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. How can we be upset with racism when we can't even value the lives of black people on a movie set? Right. We want gun regulations, but who is regulating the use of combat rhinos? <laughs> <laughs> can we truly complain about police when, Wakandan, when the Wakandan community depends on the production of purple herbs? <laughs> Why didn't anyone march for Eric Njaka Kilmonga? <laughs> but y'all still expect the three black people in the NRA to show up for your black woman-led marches. Have you thought about this or are you just puppets of the progressives? Feel the burn. Mm. Um, Killer Mike was very into yes. Bernie um, Sanders. Sure, we know black lives matter. But what about the fictional black lives? Black Panthers. Does Black Lightnings matter? Oh my goodness. Lewis Black's life? What about that? Hmm? <laughs> it looks like some of you guys aren't as woke as you claim to be. Or else you would realize the planes and Black Panther did have guns. Guns that could only be rivaled by the black NRA gun owners. Mm. Were there even would there have even been slavery if guns existed? Oh my goodness. Think about it. Is it not a coincidence that when the first gun was invented by a black man, no less, that slavery ended the same day? (laughs) Oh, my God. Hit me on my kimono beads when you're really, really ready to have a conversation. I'm tired of wasting my time on you sheep. Catch my interview tomorrow on KKK TV. (laughs) Discussing these issues relevant to uplifting the black community. I like it. 
Rodimus Prime. Yo, thank that, you, Rod. I saw that thread this morning and was like, I'm ready to start. My yeah, day. yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. I like it. But that's basically how foolish mm-hmm. <laughs> Killer Mike sounds. It was pretty like, ridiculous. It was pretty ridiculous. Fucking ridiculous. But yeah, so I yeah. just wanted to get that out. It was who to be? Oh, gosh. And we will put that thread in the show notes if you absolutely. need to revisit that. Uh, that absolutely. is Black Joy. We will have yeah. that in the notes. Yeah. Make sure you're following Rodimus Prime. It's important. It's important. Are you ready to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Right. We'll be back. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money! <laughs> do you know what this year is? Um, What's this year? Well, it's 2018, but do you know what 2018 is all about? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like... Giving black women year. your money. Yes. So Give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money well they can start by giving us their money oh yes yes we do this dope ass woman is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week sometimes um, twice a week yeah yo (laughs) and we could use your loving motherfucking donations Um, we definitely can absolutely so how can you do that you can go to our website tvwithqueenandj.com hit that donate tab Mm -hmm. we have two options there two two you become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of Choice. Oh my god, we're gonna get money again <laughs> all the time. Yes, and we're black. I feel like while. I haven't done you that have right in a really long time. Oh my goodness, that uh, felt good. And, oh, and actually, we don't really be saying we're taking a break too much, right? That's we what it is. So we much. just forget and then we just put it in and there. It in there. All right, so yes, as I was dragged all of last week by <laughs> listeners, <laughs> you, um, they us dragged you. you they know did. why, right? Why? Because the Mercury is in reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> Mercury is in reggaeton. Credit, everything yes. is fucked up, yo. Yes. Credit to credit Black to Twitter, Twitter, right? That. Yeah. Whoever I don't know says that, that, please credit them. Let us know. Yeah, I, they made out Sunday. Yo, I've been laughing about that for days. They made out Sunday. But yeah, Mercury is in reggaeton. So <laughs> I was dragged all week. My my ceiling is leaking. My man left me or I left you him. Left your, you create your narratives. Sure, sure. You left that motherfucker. Somebody left somebody. My job is wilding. Mercury is in retrograde. Reggaeton. Excuse me. Reggaeton. <laughs> um, so anyway, as Mercury is in reggaeton, um, <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to take a minute to apologize for something that I said last week. Yes. So last week on the show, we were talking about Adele. Yes. And I was trying to describe her and i described her by saying the fat one yeah um when i said that i wasn't i didn't mean i didn't mean it in a derogatory way i don't i don't first of all i'm a thin person so it's not, i guess it's not for me to say how that word is used mm-hmm. but when i said it i didn't mean it as a derog in a derogatory way i meant it in a way to destigmatize the use of the term fat what i will say is that whether or not that's how I meant it and my intention of it, 
the way that I used it is also the way in which people who mean it in a derogatory way yeah. say it. So mm-hmm. there's really no way of telling, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it just, it didn't, um, it was not clear that I didn't mean it to say, I didn't mean it in a like. I think that cause when you said it, I did kind of like hmm, in my mind for right. a second, but then I moved on yeah. cause I'm also not a fat person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I didn't probably stay with right, me, right, right. but it was, I think it would have sound better if it was like she is fat rather than the fat one. Like yes. it seemed kind of finger pointy. Sure. Like that one over there. Right, maybe. right, right. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. And that's just that that is also like in the way that I speak. Like yeah. we just kind that's just I am always like, oh the this one or yeah. the that one. It's like it reminds like, me of the short one or the tall one. Yeah, the, yeah. Of anything. Or it reminds me of that clip by um what is that? Uh the dude who does all the different West Indian um major hype hype yeah is this clip where he's like west indians give everybody name a name or whatever and it's like oh you mean cheese nips keisha Uh oh you mean this one that one or whatever Mm -hmm. and i mean a lot of those were negative even though i didn't mean it that way but it's just how i talk like oh the so-and-so the this one and that one Mm -hmm. um which is also a part of why this is a problem yeah about to say um what are you doing right what are you apologizing yeah yeah no you're right that took a that took a turn look mercury is a reggaeton it's a reggaeton which means that it's communication is a little off yeah so So i'm gonna read this i'm gonna read this twitter exchange because i just um i feel like i thought about what i've had to say here so i'm gonna read it here yes and i also want to read it was actually um sid vicious and she does thick roots right thick roots Roots podcast Mm -hmm. um so libations to sid vicious and to her podcast be sure to check that out so basically she was live tweeting the show and she quotes and she says the fat one and hashtag uses our hashtag T with Q and J. And I saw that and I was like, yeah, I did say that. I didn't mean it like that. When she puts like a question mark and like these uh, emojis that are not, they're not feeling it emojis. I saw it. I was like, ooh, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. So I said, as a skinny bitch, I said, <laughs> uh, I try not to treat fat like a dirty word, but I could have called her the British one or the one that wins all the Grammys. Cause I really could have, but it was, that, again, was like, I should have taken a moment to think, mm-hmm. which I didn't. I was just mm-hmm. quickly like, oh, no, this one. This I one, also want to say, um, in defense of my friend, okay. I don't be knowing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that could have also been you talking to me yes that yes because i'm like it was, was a, it was also right shorthand for like okay how is queen gonna, gonna how am i get my friend this is how we would talk yeah one-on-one like how am i get my I'm friend get to remember to know who, who this about. white woman yes. is honestly because yeah. we would talk the other the other layer of this admittedly is that if we were talking about a black woman i would have found other descriptors yes. for her mm-hmm. and not because of the size thing but just that i look for i look for i guess depth in black women and then i also honestly remember more depth in black women right. so like you were also trying to right. make me remember right and i literally a lot of times when we talk about white people entertainment i'm like who huh yeah huh? and huh? it's, it's because they are always they're always centered so i'm i'm less like i take less of a moment when it comes to talking yeah. about them than mm-hmm. i do with black women because yes. i make an effort to do that with yeah. black women either way still not cool yes. but i was here like mm-hmm. talking to my homegirl or whatever So then I say also realizing that women who are not fat are never described as such as an opening description unless they are considered by society to be, quote, too thin. So regardless of my language, it may have been fat phobic or sizist at minimum to describe her in that way. 
So then Sid says, I'm saying this with the utmost love and respect for you. You're, you're absolutely one of my faves. I can't speak for Adele, but as a person with a BMI of 50, that did not, that did not come off like you were trying to normalize the word fat. It came off like it was supposed to sting. The Beyonce stand, the smoker, the British one, there were a number of other things to identify, to identify her as, in my opinion, you chose the most harmful, not necessarily to Adele, but to some of us visibly fat girls who listen to you every week, who honor the fact that you are not a lady. Some of us who suffer from the same depression as you, but it manifests. She's reading me for filth. I, yes. I, I read this. The, yes. <laughs> I read this the first time and. Uh, I just took it in and I was like, you, yes, this is you've correct. You've been being read. I think that at this, she was probably like the, the third one. Probably. Probably. <laughs> that was like the third one. So I was one. just reading it and taking it in. Yeah. And um, now that I'm reading it out loud, I'm like, this is a dragging. Yes. But it's with love though. No, not of course. Like, of course. Of well, course. At least that's how I yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then again, it was, it was the third one. So maybe this was a soft blow thing you had to perhaps 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 when she when she hit to my depression i was like all right girl okay <laughs> shit <laughs> anyway some of us who suffer the same depression as you but it manifests itself as visceral fat laziness and lack of motivation overeating and because of the visibility people think it's okay to use that language as our sole identifier without knowing our position on it mm-hmm. i know you didn't have ill intent but it definitely didn't feel like a safe space for someone who looks like me in that moment um, and so I responded, I said, I apologize. That was most definitely not my intention. And I completely understand that intention does not matter when persons in the group being discussed are made to feel ostracized um, slash offended. I will be more mindful when represent when referencing size going forward, which I will do that. Yeah. Um, and she says, thank you. So thank you for that dragging. <laughs> um, and I apologize once again to anybody else who were, who felt stung by that. Yeah. I honestly most definitely did not mean it in that way whatsoever. I didn't want to. And a, and a part of the problem is I didn't want to say the big girl or like something some derivative I'm of not, that that's, yeah yeah but so that's what i was trying to avoid but i think the the root of this problem is that i felt the need to identify her by her size but i really was just looking for a descriptor and mm-hmm. because i know i'm talking to queen had i said something more detailed i would have been like right hope yeah yeah, yeah that but, that would have but that's not an excuse it's not an excuse there's still a number a My bunch of shit what, yeah. other shit that i could have said mm-hmm. besides that um, so once she again, took Beyonce award, I would have knew right away okay. that it was Adele. I'll do better. <laughs> so once again, I apologize. Thank you for that loving dragging. I want to say mm-hmm. that um, what's important here and what is the teaching moment yeah. and the learning moment for everyone who's listening is that even though you knew your intent wasn't that, you're still right. owning mm-hmm. what those words did to someone else, yeah. which I think is the piece that a lot of people miss when it comes to... Um, the use of their words and mm-hmm. how they use them. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, my best friend is fat and this is the first time. And I'm saying this because she is okay with me using that word for her descriptor mm-hmm. because she wants to take away the negative connotations. You right. know? But everyone is not there with that. Yeah. So I don't, I know I can say that to her, mm-hmm. but I don't just say people are fat because yeah. I don't know whether, what their relationship is with that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just important to, even though I might have this relationship with this one person, kind of like when we're talking about girl, bring right. it back to that. Yeah. I could say I could say my friend is fat, mm-hmm. but I don't say that to other people because yeah. me and her have had this conversation when she is okay with that word. And at this point, she feels that she's okay with being called fat. But I know that nobody else, other people can't just call it fat. Right. You know, like, so it's just all about even when someone 
explains what your words do to them or if someone affirms what words they need to be had. It's just basically just respect. Yeah. Respect people mm-hmm. and respect what they want to be called, what they don't want to be called and mm-hmm. all those things. Mm-hmm. So I just yes. wanted to like highlight that piece. Mm-hmm. I like that. Of it. I accept that. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And I will do that going forward. And and stay away from, I guess, talk, again, talking about size. Because another, the reason why we point out size is still goes by, like, what society deems as, like, normal and okay. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. So if she was something, it was she if she was a size that was considered by society to be super skinny, I would have been like, oh, the super skinny one, which is also not okay. Because mm-hmm. the reason why I'm calling out that thing is because it doesn't fit this thing that we say is norm. Mm-hmm. Um and that's ostracizing people. Yes. And that's not cool. So. Yeah. I'm going to work can, on that. I know for my body, because um, this is my show, so I'm going to make it by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for my body, I know that a lot of descriptors that people use for me depends on my hair. And my, and it's always like my breasts. So it's mm-hmm. always a girl with the big breasts. Mm-hmm. So, like, I obviously I don't want to be referred to as a girl with the big breasts. Yeah. And I feel that there's lots of attributes about me that you can similar to what she said that you can describe me as mm-hmm. um i'm brown skin yeah. or you know like it's just other things that aren't words that could malicious words mm-hmm. you know like brown skin usually isn't a word mm-hmm. that is That's maliciously weaponized. yes yeah. weaponized or whatever mm-hmm. um but I, I think it is important for us to and i'm thinking of adele but maybe describe people based on i don't know their work mm-hmm. or um what they produce or those things not not the visual yeah stuff you know like yes. I, mm-hmm. just in general yeah yeah I work and someone might be tall but you can say you know brian the mm-hmm. man who does the paperwork for marketing mm-hmm. you know like there's right. just so many things yeah. that you could like use to describe a person that doesn't use their physical being because mm-hmm. you don't know what ostracizes people of course you know and on that dragging, we're going to close the show, yeah? Should we call the show Drag Jane? No, dragging or I'm sorry. Or, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry for 2004. <laughs> <laughs> or the year of year. I don't know. Oh, gosh. Um, or Mercury is... Um, and, and reggaeton. And reggaeton, yo. So, the So's NYC, or it might be Soze. I don't know. Forgive me. S-O-Z-E. And the website is wearesoze.com. And I will tell you all what that is. The deadline for this submission is March 31st. So I wanted to make sure to call it out on this episode. One of our, our friend Dom, listener to the show, photographer homie. Photographer extraordinaire. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So the Souls NYC call for public art is an opportunity for formerly incarcerated artists and artists impacted by the criminal justice system. The Souls NYC call for public art is designed to create original public art that inspires criminal justice reform. The first call will include five artists whose work will be featured in the five boroughs of New York City with the hope of inspiring community members, policymakers, advocates, and others to join the movement for criminal justice reform. Artists may be at any stage of their career. Applicants must be New York City based. Um, They strongly encourage women, DACA recipients, and LGBTQ individuals to apply. Artists will receive a $5,000 honorarium. The fields invited to apply are dance, film, music, installation, performance art, public art, sculpture, theater. So any type of art that you're into, please be sure to apply. The deadline is March 31st. So please apply and we'll include the link to apply to that in the show notes. 
Cool. Yeah. Good shit. Yeah. All right. So. Yes. Reminding everyone, Pot and Live NYC Saturday, April fourth starts at four p.m. at Von Bar. That's at Three Bleaker. We're gonna leave the RSVP link in the show notes. Yep. Please be sure to RSVP. Please be sure to come through. It's your world, Joe. Come through yes. and do whatever you want to do. It's your world. Mm-hmm. Yo. So once again, we did a fucking show. Yes. And uh, let's get the fuck out of here, yo. Be sure you are subscribed to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes or the Purple app. Follow us on SoundCloud. Wherever your favorite podcasts are played, we are there. Be sure to find us and follow us. Like us, rate, subscribe, all that good shit. We're going to read some of our reviews Mm -hmm. in one of these upcoming episodes. We've been super busy, but we're definitely going to do that. Thanks to everybody who's rated us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And on Castbox. Yes. Thank you all for that. Thank you so much. We saw that review. We're going to read it. Be sure to keep up with us via social media at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram at T with Queen and J on Facebook and Tumblr. Check out our website, T with Queen and J dot. Be sure to donate. Go to our website. Yes. Be sure to drop us donation tab and do that. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. And all that good shit, yo. And all that hip hop. <laughs> you know how to say and all that jazz. Okay. <laughs> um, you can follow our personal accounts at Jenny C A F is me. J-A-N-I-C-I-A-F. The F is for savings or go fuck yourself, whichever one you choose. I don't understand that. That is what it is. Um, my name on the social medias is at the Queen Speaks with an underscore at the end. That is for Instagram. And the Twitter. I like it. Let's do some hashtags, yo. Hashtag pot and live NYC. Be sure to come through. Hashtag say her name. Black Lives Matter. Disability to white. Wakanda forever. That's right. So lit. Mm -hmm. Maybe he doesn't hit you. Hashtag T with PJ. Yep. Hashtag film this. Hashtag spoonie chat. Mm -hmm. Hashtag podding. Hashtag pods in color. Yep. Anything else? That's what I could think of. I don't have a good memory. (laughs) All right. Thanks, y'all. Smooches. Hashtag smooches. Hi. (laughs) My name is Naomi, and I'm 11 years old. Carter led a walkout at our elementary school on the 14th. We walked out. We walked out for 18 minutes, adding a minute to honor Cortland Arrington, an African American girl who was the victim of gun violence in her school in Alabama after the Parkland shooting. I am here today to represent Cortland Arrington. I am here today to represent Hadia Pendleton. I. I am here today to represent Tiana Thompson, who at just 16 was shot dead in her home here in Washington, D.C. I am here today to acknowledge and represent the African-American girls whose stories don't make the front page of every national newspaper. (laughs) Whose stories don't lead on the evening news. I represent the African-American women who are victims of gun violence, who are simply statistics instead of vibrant, beautiful girls at full of potential. It is my privilege to be here today. 
I am indeed full of privilege. My voice has been heard. I am here to acknowledge their stories, to say they matter, to say their names, because I can, and I was asked to be. For far too long, these names, these black girls and women, have been just numbers. I'm here to say never again for those girls, too. I am here to say that everyone should value those girls, too. People have said that I am too young to have these thoughts on my own. People have said that I am a tool of some nameless adult. It's not true. My friends and I might still be 11, and we might still be in elementary school, but we know. We know life isn't equal for everyone, and we know what is right and wrong. We also know that we stand in the shadow of the Capitol, and we know that we have seven short years until we, too, have the right to vote. So I'm here today to honor the words of Toni Morrison. If there is a book that you want to read, but it hasn't been written yet, you must be the one to write it. I urge everyone here and everyone who hears my voice to join me in telling the stories that aren't told. To honor the girls, the women of color who were murdered at disproportionate rates in this nation. you to help me write the narrative for this world and understand so that these girls and women are never forgotten. Thank you. Yeah.